College Boy The old man gave him the ultimatum. Get a job, go back to school, or hit the road, Jack. Eddie couldn't blame the old man. It had been over a month since he'd sort of quit school. He hadn't gone back after Christmas break. Couldn't take any more psych, statistics, economics, or history of the ancients. And during this time, he hasn't really done dick. At least not in the get-ahead-in-life department. He's smoked some dope, tied on some fine rye and ginger ale buzzes at limbs, where he shoots pool and throws darts. And he's gotten laid a few times, though not by any prime candidates to bring home to meet mom. And now he's found what he tells his smoke and pub buds is absolutely the world's cushiest job, 100% bussin. What, stockbroker? Christ, no. Elephant trainer? Your ass. Well, what then? Plant waterer. Say what, bro? Yep, made in the shade, Blade. Made in the shade. Plant waterer. Ed works at Flo's florist up in Chester. Works back here in the greenhouses. Flo's got three giant greenhouses out behind her shop where she sells flowers and plants and pots and potting soil and lawn ornaments like gnomes and those little smirking Irish wise asses. What, what, what are they called? Leprechauns. Fucking hey, leprechauns. Laugh my ass off. It arrives around 7.45. He doesn't have to show till 8. But after just a couple days on the job, he realized if he snuck in early and went straight back to the greenhouses, he could avoid all the jibber-jabber with the ladies who work up front and the douchebag drivers who run the delivery vans, morons, dumb as houseplants, dead-enders. Eddie whistles while he works while he waters using a fine mist and picks the dead leaves off the ficus and the violets and roses, the spider plants and strawberry begonias and philodendrons, what Flo calls the world's most indestructible houseplant. A husband couldn't kill it. At 9.30, he takes his 15-minute break out behind the giant mulch pile. It's colder than a witch's tit out here, plus the north wind blows a freaking gale but he still gets his spliff lit, takes two good hits, licks his thumb and index finger, extinguishes the burning ember. Eddie, as happy and calm and mellow as any human has the right to be on this godforsaken planet, drifting all alone through infinity, emerges from behind the mulch pile and floats back toward the rear greenhouse door. He's got some root-bound ivy plants to repot, and with this delightful little buzz boosting his spirits and a playlist of Little Nas X and Doja Cat and Eddie Sharon and Dua Lipa bebopping in his AirPods, the morning feels just super steady and Dan dandy. He pulls open the door. Eddie, for the love of God, there you are. It's Flo, all red-faced, face on fire. Flow, ancient, pitiless, hard as nails, with that gimp leg and the right shoe with the four-inch sole. Where in blazes have you been? 
Well, I, 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 I was... Never mind. Follow me. Follow you? Up front. Up front? You have a driver's license, correct? Flo marches on that gimp leg like old General Washington himself, closing in on Trenton. It's Benjamin, Eddie. He's sick. Some stomach thing. He threw up all over the bathroom. I sent him home. You need to cover. Me? Cover? I need you to drive, Eddie. I need you to deliver. Drive? Deliver? Ed feels like he's too stoned to drive, let alone deliver. Flo turns and faces him. She's close enough. He feels her spittle on his face. It's the busiest goddamn day of the year, Eddie. Do you hear me? Over 600 orders to get out. 600 orders, and I'm down a driver on Valentine's Day. Minutes later, Ed climbs into the van and tries to make himself comfy. After freaking out, Flo assured him the job was as easy as taking out the trash. A husband could do it. Everything is all programmed. The route, the directions, the deliveries. All Ed has to do is drive the van, take the flowers to the front door, and say, Thanks so much for shopping at Flo's Neighborhood Florist. And, at first, all goes well. The big GPS screen on the dash displays 1503 Valley Road as his first stop. And below the address, the turn-by-turn directions to 1503. He arrives 12 minutes later, grabs the box of pink roses out of the back with the same address, and with a royally stoned smile on his face, he makes the delivery to a very nice lady who hands him a $20 tip. One down, 64 deliveries to go. The next dozen or so go off without a hitch. This, Ed thinks, is easy schmeasy. Maybe even easier than back in the greenhouses. But then, the proverbial shit begins to hit the florist's van. Backing out of a tight driveway, big bushy hedgerow on the driver's side, tall pines on the passenger side, he catches the large passenger side mirror on a hanging limb. Uh-oh. He checks it out, curses several times. Mirror hangs by a thread. He has no choice. He rips off the mirror entirely and tosses it onto the passenger seat. Oh, God, Flo's going to chew my ass out for that. And then, like three stops later, his buzz all burned out. The GPS goes down. On one second, and dead the next. Oh, Christ, now what? He calls the store, doesn't mention the mirror. Flo screams, Oh, for crying out loud, Eddie, I have no time for this. Try to reset the thing. If it won't reset, use the printouts. Be sure to match the address with the package. But, but wait, how will I find the addresses, the houses? I have like 40 more to go, but don't have a clue where any of them are. Oh, Christ. Use your phone, college boy. The GPS on your phone. Show some goddamn initiative, you idiot. And Flo hangs up. He types the next address into the Google Maps on his iPhone, finds it, makes the delivery, types in another address, makes another delivery. It's slow going, but at least he's moving, emptying the damn van of all these stupid flowers that'll be dead in days. Well, then his iPhone goes dead, and he has no way to recharge it. It starts to snow, just lightly at first, and then a little heavier. 
He asks a cop for directions to 666 Maple Lane. The cop tells him, but on the way, Eddie gets turned around. Turns left when he should have gone right. Finally, frustrated, he leaves the box of two dozen red roses at a house he thinks is 666 Maple Lane. It's not. Jittery now, and a little flummoxed, Ed begins to contemplate his future. Couple more years of college, and then slide into the old man's money-printing biz. Okay, not the most exciting or the most challenging work on earth, but definitely beats this bullshit. Snow really coming down now, the afternoon flying by. Ed decides to take a hit. Just one, just one little hit to cool himself off, calm himself down. The next half dozen or so deliveries definitely wind up at the wrong houses. Then, as dusk begins to gather, the GPS suddenly pops back on. Too bad the side roads are all mucked up now with six inches of wet snow. The van, running on some less-than-stellar tires, Flo loathes spending money on overhead. It slips and slides all over the road, like a drunk on ice skates. Eddie slides, swerves, smashes into a mailbox, and knocks the driver's side mirror off the van. He doesn't even bother to pick it up, just leaves it there in the wet snow. Drives on takes another hit, tells himself he's like like the postman, makes his deliveries no matter snow, sleet, rain, hell, or high water. Ed's not worried. His future is secure. The van slides going down a steep driveway, hits a stone wall, crunches the front bumper, shatters the driver's side headlight. Finally, just after 7 p.m., Eddie on one working headlight, makes his final delivery. He takes a nice big hit to celebrate. Finally gets back to Flo's around 7.30. She looks him up and down, demands, What in blazes have you been doing all this time? Hey, moody GPS in that van, Flo, and some pretty funky weather out there. You looked out the window lately? Ed, well... He doesn't mention the damage to the van or the dozens of deliveries that likely went awry. The phone rings. Flo answers. Eddie sees Flo glance at him and scowl. Undoubtedly an irate customer looking for his or her Valentine's Day flowers. Ed, absolutely certain they'll soon be hell to pay, decides to vamoose. Time to get out of Dodge. Avoid the wrath of Flo. At home, he drinks a couple beers, eats a cold chicken leg he finds in the fridge, and says to his old man, You know, you know, Dad, I've been doing some serious thinking, you know, about my future, and, well, I've decided I've made a mistake. College is definitely where I belong. In fact, I think it's best if I head back there first thing tomorrow morning. 